Hello, hello, my friend. You are listening to a brand new episode of Tie Pod. And today we are revisiting a topic that we have chatted about just a bit some time ago. So I don't know if you remember, but episode 29 with the lovely Mariela de la Mora, we were talking about managing across time zones and we chatted about it from a very, very interesting behind the scenes perspective. And you know what? The questions have not stopped since then. So today I I decided to come at you with my tried and true academic workshop style perspective to give you four tips straight up to help you manage your team's time zone differences, okay? So this episode is going to be a little bit more direct and to the point and super easily applicable for you and your business. So grab that notebook, go ahead and get settled in because we are about to dive in. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, team dynamics consultant and trained industrial organizational psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to TIPOD. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. All right, my friend, did you grab that notebook? Because we are going to go ahead and dive on in with tip number one. Now, I'm going to use some super annoying words, so bear with me for just a second. But tip number one is to use asynchronous and synchronous communication with your team members on the daily, okay? So let's break down that first one, asynchronous. Basically, asynchronous means it's not happening at the same time. So that's when information is exchanged independent of time. It doesn't require your team members' immediate attention, allowing them to respond to the message at their convenience. So in layman's terms, asynchronous communication is basically email, text messaging, or shooting your team member a Loom video or any other screen recorded video, right? This is a fantastic option because if you can create videos or emails with instructions, yada, 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 to your team to explain different things or provide a check-in, they can uh, consume that information on their leisure time, okay? And that is a really, really fantastic way to communicate, especially when things are not, you know, life or death, you have to respond in the next 30 seconds or the whole business is going to fall apart. I pray that that is never the case for you. But when you have a bit more time to allow somebody to take in information and really process it, 
asynchronous communication is the way to go. So yeah, simply put, email, text message, video, uh, shooting someone a message in Slack or Monday or whatever uh, project management software, communication software you're using, all that stuff counts. All right, so let's break down that second word, synchronous, right? Synchronous is the total opposite, obviously, of asynchronous, and that means happening at the same time. So this is any type of communication that is only happening in real time. Both the person speaking and the person listening are present in the same time and space, not necessarily physical space, y'all. We're talking like virtual space. Y'all know how we do. So this is best used when things are a little bit more urgent or even if things are a bit more complicated and you need to be able to communicate very, very directly with someone, right? So it's going to require more dialogue, more time, more back and forth. So different places, for example, for video communication are Zoom, Google Meet, uh, any other video platform, right? They are your best bet for this. Also, let's take it old school. Getting on the dang on phone. Yes, that is a form of synchronous communication because if you say something and there's a weird pause for five minutes before someone replies to you and you're on the phone, you would raise an eyebrow, right? So the communication has to happen in real time. Now, for virtual teams specifically, I and actually for physical teams as well, whether you're virtual or brick and mortar, this does apply. I always recommend that synchronous communication is put in a container. By container, I'm, I'm just saying you have an established and pre-scheduled weekly, bi-weekly, whatever schedule on the calendar with your team for synchronous check-ins, okay? Obviously, during standard working hours, whatever the agreement with the team is, it's totally within your right to give someone a call in the middle of the day if you have an urgent matter, yada, yada, yada. But for bigger brainstorming sessions and team meetings and other things that are going to require a good amount of time, it is always, always, always best practice to pre-schedule those. And I want to go ahead and put forth the um, the idea, the reminder that if you have contractors or any type of freelance situation happening on your team where your team members have other responsibilities to other business owners and companies, it is 10 times more important to try your best to get that type of communication on schedule, on a regular cadence. That way, it's it's a lot more fair and it's a lot more manageable to your team member who has a number of other demands. All right? Makes sense? So asynchronous and synchronous communication, use them wisely. All righty, let's go ahead and dive into tip number two, because it is a goodie, and that is to try your best to have some overlap in time zones. What do I mean by that? Okay, let's break it down. If you have team members that are operating in different time zones, and maybe, you know, it's a significant difference, three hours plus can be pretty significant, you know what I'm saying? You're going to want to ensure that there is some overlap between uh, team members, as well as yourself, most importantly, for scheduled meetings, right? So think about this. If you want to have a team meeting and it's really important to you that everybody attends, you're going to have to find a time that uh, works for everybody. Now, we don't want some team members needing to jump on the phone at 4 a.m. where others are on the phone at 8 p.m. Like it can get really, really messy really fast. 
So to help you kind of plan and keep this thing organized, if you can identify overlap in schedules from the get-go. So with your existing team members, if you have them, go ahead and do this exercise. If you are hiring, that should be um, a question in the interview. Like, what is the time zone? What are your desired working hours? And then you need to, as a business owner, take a look about how that's going to impact the flow of communication and meetings amongst your team. Let's put a tangible example to this to really paint the picture for you on how this can be a challenge and what you got to do to work through it. So imagine you have a team member in New York City and another one in London, right? So we are trying to find a time for our, remember the term, synchronous communication. So for our Zoom, Google Meet, telephone conference, whatever, we're trying to find a time that works pretty well for both of them. So London is ahead of New York by five hours. So if you wanted to try to get a meeting during regular business hours, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., you're only going to find about three hours of overlap with a team member in London. So for example, uh, between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in New York, is between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. in London. So that is a perfect window to try to fit team meetings based on, obviously, everything else going on in the business. But if you can try to get team meetings between 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. New York time, a.k.a. 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. London time, that is going to make it a lot more manageable and fair for the team members so that neither of them are jumping in team meetings and it's like the butt crack of dawn. But we all know, especially with virtual teams, work is work and work gets crazy. And sometimes we've got to just kind of bite the bullet and make it happen at odd times. But if we can help it, we can really try to keep things within working hours. Okay, so we broke down the overlap tip. Let's move on to tip number three, which is good goodness, my friend, you got to stay flexible. Okay. Look, I said it a minute ago, working in a remote team, a virtual team, managing one as a business owner, we all know this, like it's going to call for some early mornings or late meetings sometimes to accommodate everyone's schedule. And that's just how life is. So it's important to stay flexible when there are different time changes and things happen and there's a conflicting meeting, so on and so forth. Look, things happen and that's perfectly okay. It's possible you have team members that are parents and are going to have to go pick up their children from daycare or school. And maybe that's consistent, but maybe it pops up some days and it really disrupts this carefully planned meeting that you planned to manage everybody's uh, time zone differences. I get it. But sometimes we just got to be flexible and make it happen, okay? Because keep in mind, remember that little uh, pocket we found with the New York to London example? Well, for the London team member, you know, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. is a great time, at least it's during working hours, but maybe they have to go pick up their kid um, unexpectedly, and that lands right at 3 p.m., right in smack dab in the middle of whenever you were going to do your meeting, right? That's unfortunate, but it happens. So we've got to stay flexible. We've got to be able to pivot. And that's just the name of the game as a business owner, period. All right, we are rounding it out with tip number four, and this one is a goodie. It is make sure your time zones are accessible. What do I mean? 
I want your team members' time zones. If there's someone in New York, someone in London, a couple people in Atlanta, whatever the case may be, wherever you do all of your project management, wherever you have your team, you know, the same place you're keeping your team emergency contact list and where you keep track of whose birthdays is whose, I want you to have a document, some sort of list that shows everyone's time zones. Make it plain, make it visible, and share it across the team, not just for you as the leader. Doing this is going to allow not just you, but also your team to see who is available and who is not very easily, okay? This is also going to help support you not becoming a bottleneck when people are frustrated, not really knowing who is working and when, so they just come to you with every little thing. No, 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 no. We obviously don't want that. So if you are able to paint a clear picture of who is available, when they're available, et cetera, et cetera, that is going to help free you up as a leader as well. So I don't care if you're brick and mortar, like you wouldn't be brick and mortar because then you wouldn't have time zone differences. But if you're virtual, find a place, post it, share it with everybody, let everybody know who is in what time zone, okay? And fun tip, I'm a very visual person. So if you can find a way to display this visually with a little graphic, like um, I like the overlapping bars graphic, you'll have to Google it, but there's a graphic where it does overlapping bars to kind of show you where those windows of time overlap in different time zones. Something like that is also super, super handy. And you could easily create a little graphic in Canva and pop it up into your team resources section and it'll be golden. Alrighty, my friend, there you have it. Like I told you, straight, quick, and to the point, those are some of my four favorite tips for managing time zone differences in your team. So just to recap really quickly, remember, there's a difference between asynchronous and synchronous communications, right? So email, Slack, text messages are so great and oftentimes heavily utilized when working with different time zones, but there is still a time for synchronous communication, aka jumping in a good old-fashioned video chat to spend some time as a team and uh, go over, you know, high-level strategy, all the things. All right, number two, having an overlap of times. So remember, Whenever possible, do your best to identify where people's schedules are going to be overlapping because that's going to be really, really handy to reference when it comes to planning meetings or client interactions, etc. Make sure everybody has access to seeing one another's time zones. So that goes with that other one. But you want to make it visible, make it plain and share it with everybody. And I went a little bit out of order. But the last one that I didn't mention is stay flexible, my friend things change, situations change. And look, if you're running a virtual business and you have a virtual team, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're a pretty flexible human being. So you have got this. Now that you know how to manage your team's time zone differences, you are ready, my friend. You're going to take your dream team and not, you know, do world domination, but really make a great, great impact. And you guys are going to do great. So I will see you on the next episode of Tide Pod. 